When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, all right, all right, everybody. This is In Liberty and Health. Thank you so much for spending your afternoon with me. I'm really excited for this conversation today. I won't keep you too long here. Make sure you hit all the links below to figure out what I got going on and find where you can uh, follow my guests today. And without that, let's go. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Good afternoon, everybody. Today, I'm absolutely honored to welcome Austin Peterson to the show. How you doing, man? Hey, doing good, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I remember I heard of you probably when I was first getting into libertarianism <laughs> almost 10 years ago now, and my brother had uh, introduced you to me. And then uh, I think I became a member of the, what was it, Austin's uh, Secret Ninja Army Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, it's the Freedom Ninja Army. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, we're, we had a little bit more online freedom. So, um, yeah, I, I you've had quite an interesting path over the last, um, I would say, a couple of years because I know you've kind of departed ways with the uh, Libertarian Party, and I think for good reason. So, um, I, I guess give a little introduction for yourself. And- yeah, sure. So, um, I initiated my political activism in around 2007, 2008, when I started volunteering for Congressman Ron Paul. And from there, I moved on to uh, working in Washington, D.C. for the Libertarian Party and was the volunteer coordinator and then uh, moved my way over to a think tank for a little while. That was the um, Atlas Foundation, which is kind of an international libertarian institution. Um, got a job back in New York City working for Fox. I was um, a producer for Judge Andrew Napolitano's show, Freedom Watch, uh, and then uh, basically committed myself to libertarian activism full time, started my own business. It's a liberty-based business, and um, I did an audio podcast for a number of years that was quite successful, 
uh, ran for office quite unsuccessfully uh, as a libertarian candidate for president and uh, Republican candidate for U.S. Senate here in the state of Missouri. And then a year, about a year and a month ago, I launched a new video podcast talk show called The Wake Up America Show. I had been doing uh, talk radio, conservative talk radio for a few years. Uh, and then I left to go ahead and start my own venture because the money's better and you're a lot more free and you could say words like shit and hell and damn. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, so kind of leaving out of the Libertarian Party, I know you kind of take swings at everybody in there for for very, very good reason. I was once pretty involved, but uh, I, it's it's kind of sad to see that like something that you would think is ideologically pure would be a little bit more successful. But it just seems like um, Libertarians are a little bit too much in their own way to really get anything done. I'm guessing you probably felt something similar. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I I have no ill will towards my old friends in the Libertarian Party. I wish them well. I you know part of me wishes that there uh, was a legitimate third party in the United States that challenged the Republicans and the Democrats. But then another part of me right is is conflicted about that because I, I see how the multi party systems of Europe um, operate, and I say to myself, who on God's green earth would like want to have that here? Because ostensibly, if we had you know, functioning third parties in the United States, they probably wouldn't be libertarian. They'd probably be socialist, communist, greens, uh, and all that. Because quite frankly, you know, we are, you know, libertarians intellectually, we're far outnumbered uh, by our opponents and people who agree with more statist views and philosophies. So, you know, perhaps we operate better functionally as a rump of the Republican Party and try and steer the ship or act as a, as a rudder to the cruise ship uh, and, and try and steer the Republican Party more towards libertarian philosophy and policies like Ron Paul did, Rand Paul does, uh, Senator Mike Lee and, and others like Thomas Massey are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've, I've almost come painstakingly to agree with that sentiment because uh, I, I had high hopes for the uh, Mises Caucus takeover. But um, it seems like that's kind of been relatively a flub and, you know, no no bones with any people who are doing that or who are in there. But, um, you know, it, it almost seems like if they put their efforts towards taking over more Republican chapters all across the country, that maybe they would have a little bit more success. Perhaps. But, uh, you know, I, I can understand why they embarked on the journey that they did in order to remove the elements of the Libertarian Party, which were embarrassing. Right. The, yeah. The, the the leftist factions, the even anti-capitalist socialist libertarians, for example, left libertarians who had dominated the libertarian party up through up until the time you know that I was there and then departed. So you know I can understand why they went on that uh, departure, but unfortunately, sort of everything becomes a business or an industry at some point. So if if a strategy isn't working, there's somebody who started up a nonprofit or a for-profit right, based around it, that's that's committed to, right, or they, they their lives depend on ensuring that whatever project it is continues. And I'm, I'm not accusing anybody of grifting, but I am saying mm -hmm. that, like, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can be looking out for your best interests and be doing what's in, you know, uh, the country's best interests or in the idea of your philosophical ideals. But then there, you know, your motives do have to be questioned at some point, I think, you know, even myself, right, I, I run a libertarian podcast and a libertarian news site and a libertarian merchandise store. I profit from these ideas. Um, so, uh, you know, that you could accuse me and I am accused of those same things. So it can be difficult sometimes to ascribe a motive to someone's behaviors and actions. Uh, but I am saying, though, that like 
you know, if for some reason I were to suddenly be actually be a closet socialist or a closet neocon or whatever or something like that, it wouldn't be in my best interest to show that because, you know, I profit from that. Right. So they, you do have to kind of like wonder why sometimes failing, you know, institutions continue to, to go on. Um, and a lot of it is just because, again, I, a lot of times people just want to be king of a little kingdom, even if it doesn't have any influence. Right. So a lot of people would rather you know, be the king of shit mountain, even if the mountain, you know, shit mountain is like a pile of turds compared to that, you know, something that's actually beautiful and meaningful and, and, and accomplishing something of worth. If that means you have to share power, or that means you have to share the attention of the spotlight. And that's something that I've really learned in the last 15 years is that uh, libertarians aren't immune to the same petty uh, squabbling, the same petty, uh, uh, you know, fighting between groups that, that our opponents are, they just happen to be correct about political things, right? They, they happen to be correct about economics, but that doesn't change their human nature. Libertarians aren't automatically better people just because they happen to have the right ideas for, for governance. You know, mm -hmm. many of them are actually, I, I know plenty of libertarians who I think are worse people than people who I know who are completely incorrect about politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that as well. And that's something that I think a lot of people tend to miss in their political diagnoses is that, um, you know, people are still people at the end of the day and people are going to have incentives and then we're going to have biases just the same as all other people. And this has kind of been something that I've kind of beat into, uh, you know, at least the listeners of my podcast is like, just because you see alt media doesn't mean that you should just trust them because they're doing the opposite of what the uh, mainstream media is. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like uh, I know you and I had a little bit of a back and forth, like in a good way about uh, seed oils. Well, the big thing. <laughs> and alt media right now is to bash seed oils and say they're killing you. Well, if you open a book or read a study on any of these things, it's like, oh, they're actually good for you. And when you read studies, you're going to see that they're actually cardioprotective. But just because, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, the dissident media jumped on keto that now the mainstream media is starting to catch up to it. Now, of course, everybody says that this stuff's bad for you, but nobody, you know, bothers to check. It's the grift, right? So, I mean, again, there's, you know, it's once you've invested your life savings and, you know, your mansion depends on, you know, your income, you know, coming from selling books on naturalnews.com, you're not going to change your views. And people, you know, people who have illnesses, for example, or have, especially people who have mysterious illnesses like autoimmune diseases and things yeah. like that, for which a doctor very rarely can give you a, a, a functional uh, treatment or therapy for for some for many of these diseases, right? People are going to go in search of some kinds of functions, and 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 any snake oil salesman who's out there is going to capture is going to capture you know cast a wide enough net, and they're going to catch people uh, in their claws and and sell them on a, a a you know drink this homeopathic cure right you know seven days a week right or look at like the faith healers of like southwest missouri for example the um during coronavirus they were selling that silver oil solution right uh, colloidal silver actually colloidal silver is a big one especially in libertarian circles right and, and that was one thing that like and I realized too, and this is what I was kind of warning you about, is that early on in my career, my libertarian career, you really do put yourself in danger in not only questioning mainstream narratives because you know your your relatives think you're a kook, but if you question alternative narratives, right? The one, the water filter salesman narrative, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, if you question, they will turn on you as well because yeah. one, it's an industry, it's a grift, and for many, it is a religion, it is a lifestyle, right? 
imagine these people have set up their entire lifestyle around opposing seed oils. And then the problem is, I think, is that when you if when people realize that they're wrong about things, and I was listening to a really good podcast today, a discussion between Carl Benjamin and Dave Rubin, where they were talking about uh, Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks mm -hmm. and, and how she's kind of realized that like what her views have led to because she's kind of opposing the new wokeism to some extent. Yeah. It's really fascinating stuff. Definitely recommend it. Um, and in it, uh, they just they talked about this idea of why people have trouble, like even once they've realized that they were wrong about something. I mean, to get them to come out and admit that they are wrong is damn near next to impossible. Because imagine like committing yourself to this to to something that you now see as evil, mm -hmm. and you to look back and to who could admit that I've committed evil acts, I've done evil things. Mm -hmm. I mean, that takes. I mean, you're talking about moving mountains to get people to admit that they've done something wrong i mean not just like committed evil acts like the general mutilation of children yeah. but but you know just evil acts like advocating for for international socialism and violent socialistic policies or status policies yeah you know it's it takes a lot to get someone to admit hey i was wrong about that what what i and what i've done is i've committed a you know I, i've advocated for atrocities to a certain extent right but seed oils is more of uh grift right you're really just yeah. you're just ripping off people who don't know any better right and that's it, it's it's a shame and you know unfortunately most people don't have an open mind if we did we'd probably live in a freer world right yeah you know i completely agree with that and it's funny um one of the people that helped change my mind on the whole seed oil conversation is a guy named lane norton and he brings up this study that they did that they showed like republicans and democrats both things that like would disprove a stance that they currently hold and what they found is that I think an overwhelming majority of the time when they were given, you know, counter evidence to what they believe, they actually doubled down on what they already believe. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, how do you tow that road for I me? Love, yeah. Good. Have you ever, have you ever seen the, uh, the, we probably haven't, but there's a musical called the book of Mormon. Um, and uh, in it, there's this song, you can watch it on YouTube. It's very funny. It's called, I believe. And he sings about like, you know, I believe that um, the garden of Eden was in Jackson County, Missouri. Right. You know, I believe that I'm going to have my own planet and that Jesus has his own planet and all these things because he has this kind of this kind of crisis of faith in the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, uh, you know, when he starts asking all these questions, he says, you know, I am a Mormon and a Mormon just believes. Right. So it's this people take are willing to take things on faith. Right. Mm -hmm. And they'll, they'll take things on faith. So and then they will even when you show them something that conflicts with their views they will they, they will then say aha just as i had always suspected right mm -hmm. this only confirms everything i've already ever believed right and mm -hmm. boy i saw this back in the day with like the 911 truth movement and things oh, like that God. it didn't it didn't matter it didn't matter what what new evidence emerged about passports that didn't actually you know that 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 emerged that that can actually burn right or or that jet fuel doesn't have to uh, melt steel beams it just has to to make them weak enough to to bend right it, it didn't matter any of these stuff it's like this only confirms and now you're in on it right like mm -hmm. the times I've been called a globalist shell in my lifetime just because you know it doesn't matter. The problem is, is that everybody wants you to show their work. Everybody is that asshole math teacher who didn't care that you were able to get the equation right. So, like I'm talking about libertarians specifically or the alternative media or people who are, you know, opposed to mainstream narratives like ourselves. Right. People like or if you're or religious people. Right. They don't care if you believe what they believe 
you know, ultimately the ultimate truth, if you agree on it, all they want you to show your work and you better show your work, motherfucker. You better, you better not only believe what I believe, but mm -hmm. you better believe it for the same reasons I believe it. And you better arrive at the same conclusions that I've arrived at the same way or else excommunicate, right? Yeah, it's so frustrating. And really what a lot of people miss specifically when, you know, let's say something like 9-11 is that the misinformation actually hurts people because now, you know, you're essentially covering up what actual conspiracies and damage are actually being done because you're throwing out so much misinformation that people now, you know, are, are you know, just complete. It's, it serves the same purpose as basically the government disinformation because now, you know, the conspiracies go and they're hidden. So like when it comes to the, uh, you know, the COVID-19 treatment, I'm sure you know what I'm referring to. But um, when you hear people say that this is like, you know, a, a device meant to, you know, control the population, it's like, okay, well, now if I say like, hey, I'm against this, then people associate me with people who are saying that when it's like, okay, well, there's evidence that it does harm some people, but I'm not going to go to the extent that you are because I don't have data to back that up. But then, like you said, as soon as you say that, oh, well, you're in on it. Don't you know that, you know, they would never make a study on this kind of stuff? It's like, no, they do. <laughs> and you could support your own hypothesis. But you don't want to read the studies. You just want to have, you know, a nice clickbait title and then move on to the next thing and, you know, just constantly yeah. read another narrative. It's just such a shame that, like, things like vaccines have to become politicized, right? Yeah. That, like, that, like the, uh, the concept of being pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine is determinant of your political party. I want no part of that. I want nothing to do with that, right? I, and, like, you have to be careful because, you know, if you're going to tell people the truth, you have to make them laugh or else they'll kill you. And, like, I'm a, I'm a little bit funny, but I'm not, like, a lot funny. And, like, in order for me to survive with the political views and the beliefs that I hold, I, I need to be a whole lot funnier than I actually am. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have to be careful because I'm not funny enough to be completely totally honest and open about everything that i believe because unfortunately most people are well most people are true believers when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right, in, in some sense. And America, boy, Americans especially, we are believers, not just like on a religious point or a fundamentalist point, but like Americans want to believe. And and, and part of it, you know, has, there's a healthy aspect to it. Like right? the American, we believe in the American dream. We believe in like these constitutional principles and ideals and things like that, right? But but to, to some extent, right, it's a luxury, right, that's built out of our largesse. Um, but, you know, it, the the negative aspect of it, of course, is that you know belief can and, and and orthodoxy can quickly retard growth, intellectual growth, right? Like we we value orthodoxy rather than heterodox approaches and and open mindedness. And so you know, I just unfortunately, I always thought 
that I, you know, the problem is, is that we are, you know, individualists, you would think that we would be less cultish, but in, in many ways, like there's a kind of a cult of individualism, if you will. And, and people, you know, they demand orthodox people like somebody today was like, well, what Rothbard, this is what Rothbard would think about that. Well, who gives a shit, right? Like, I, I don't care. At the end of the day, I, I used to really value well, if this person said it, that must means it must be true. But that's a fallacy, right? You know, people can be brilliant people and write about a lot of things and, and wrong about a lot of things as well. Right? I don't agree completely with Murray Rothbard about certain, certain things. I don't agree completely with Friedrich Hayek about a lot of th uh, about everything there. But those are the closest to my ideological view. And I guess like you know, I, I am I'm willing, more willing now as I get older, and I and I am thinking even more deeply about my views and and re-examining what I believe again, because I I frequently will re-examine my beliefs to ensure I'm being logical. You know, I'm more willing to sort of not accept absurdities or accept contradictions so much as to at least like have peace with them and realize that while you know this libertarian thought contradicts this libertarian thought and Ayn Rand says that reason can't contradict reason okay that's fine but I can't solve all of the problems of the world mm -hmm. and one of the things too that like I think you know being overly analytical sometimes is that we we lose like uh, an aspect of a trusting of our gut. This is something I've spoken with my wife about recently because we talked about how you can sort of reason yourself you know, reason a hole in your head, right? That your brain can fall through. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and it's not to say that I, I don't reject reason at all. I, I consider myself to be a very reasonable, logical person. But like, if your position, uh, uh, if you're logicking yourself in a position of, well, I think it's maybe it's okay if a biological male in a dress follows my little girl into the ladies' bathroom and I just don't say anything because I don't want to appear to be hated, hateful or bigoted. Now, you know, like I've, you know, my wife and I were talking about that and she logic, I was like, if you're logicing yourself, logicing yourself into a position of that, maybe check your logic, but also if you can't seem to find the right logical position necessarily, you don't have enough information, you're probably going to have to trust your gut at some point, right? You're going to have to make decisions based on the best, you know, information that you have and move forward because there's no Bible to tell you how to do everything in life. There's no Bible that gives you a solution. I, I'm sorry to offend all the Christians here, but there's no Bible that really gives you the solutions to all of the problems of the conflict between Israel and Palestine. There's no Bible that gives you an, an a, a, a correct answer of how to deal with transsexuals and bathrooms, right? Sometimes, you know, there are good laws, there are good morals, and there are ethics we can base things on. But at some point, you probably are going to have to also trust your gut. Yeah, I agree completely. And there's a reason why we have a gut that, you know, has us with certain instincts and we have an intuition for a certain reason. And it's funny that, um, you know, smarter people can reason themselves into whatever they do, you know? So like, if you do something stupid, then there will be a million different things going off in your brain that will eventually get you to justifying what you just did. If, you know, you are a, a little bit, you know, if you're a little bit smarter than the average bear. Yeah. There's a, there's a phrase for that. I hate to cut you off, but no, it's, okay. it's, it's that, uh, it's like why the people like Sam Harris were, you know, will do such <laughs> stupid, say such stupid things or uh, Albert Einstein actually wrote an article on why he was a socialist. Right. And, and so, you know, stupid, <laughs> stupid, right. Very stupid. I like that you got that in there. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, like smart people are good at justifying their stupid behaviors and their stupid mm -hmm. ideas, right? Their yeah. smart people are good at justifying their stupid ideas. So they'll find a million different explanations for why socialism is a brilliant idea, despite the fact that it is so obviously a stupid idea. George Orwell 
perfect example, right? Wrote Animal Farm against yeah. uh, Stalinistic communism. Wrote 1984 against you know English socialism. Was a socialist. Okay, like knock knock. Is anyone home upstairs, George? How can you see? How can you you miss this? We all have blind spots. We all. You know, we all sometimes we can logic and reason ourselves in whole. Well, this time it wasn't real socialism. Orwell says, "Fuck you, George." Like it was, <laughs> like it's never gonna work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Jennifer Hobbane in the comments said, "My son is reading Animal Farm right now." Yeah, I I think I I read that probably in middle school, and uh, I I would kind of like to go back and read some of those books. Um, but it, it's you know kind of to your point here when it comes to, like relationships too, because I know that you know that's kind of the big thing now. So everybody wants to talk about that. But uh, you know, we kind of need good people around us, and we need to be smart enough to listen to the good people around us because, um. I'm sure you know plenty of people that dated somebody that was just an absolute train wreck and everybody around them was saying like, hey, you see this like coming off the rails. You should probably like back out or figure something else out. But we just never listen. No, uh, but, uh, you know, again, like we're we're a nation of believers, right? We want to have hope. We we want to believe that yeah. that th things will be different this time. Lucy, she's going <laughs> to let us cook the kick the football, Charlie Brown. <laughs> right. And, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this as well. Hell, I rejoin. I went you know, went and joined the Republican Party. Right. And my belief, you know, maybe I am the Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. They're going to let me kick. Mitch McConnell's going to let me kick it this time. Donald Trump's going to drain the swamp this time, guys. Right. He really is. Right. Yeah. And, you know, hope, hope springs eternal. Right. And we're all guilty of these confirmation biases. But, um, you know, I, I, I've been going back. I've been thinking about the Roman Empire a lot lately. <laughs> and uh, and I'll say that uh, the things that give me whenever I have like a, there's an intellectual darkness, whenever I, I, I cannot find the answers, when I'm struggling to to find reason, reason in an unreasonable world. I, I return to the classics. And when I do, when I return to the classics, or even you could say that Animal Farm and, and George Orwell 1984, these are the classics to, to an extent, right? Fahrenheit 451. When I return to the classics, I usually will find, you know, uh, something, the thing that I've been looking for, right? That, you know, a lot, many times I feel like uh, this deep sense of longing that I'm missing something. I'm not understanding something about the world or that, or that the things that I believed aren't making sense in context. And usually that's due to my own ignorance. It's due to my inability ability to sort of to to uh, intellectualize or to 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 have a a a sound foundation for what it is that I am trying to accomplish or justify or explain so so I guess my I guess my long roundabout way of saying you know what I'm trying to say in a long roundabout way here is that you know usually if you go back to the classics you know, read the the great philosophers uh, of old. Go back and read, you know, the the great the Greeks, the Romans, the Aristotles, the Plato's, the Socrates. You know, the George Orwell's. Um, somebody that I really uh, enjoy and appreciate, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And, and Ralph Waldo Emerson, I I think more than anything, has probably given me the most comfort in in dark times. Um, in in his uh, article or his his pamphlet um, on self reliance. Because, you know, to, to string it back to what I was talking about earlier, this concept of incongruities, right, dealing with, um, you know, Ayn Rand says this, but Rothbard says this, and they disagree with one another. Who do I believe? Oh, right. Um, 
you know, he talked about this uh, concept of inconsistency. And, and I, I say this quote probably at least once or twice a month in, in podcasts, but I think it's worth, worth bears repeating, right? He talks about um, consistency, which I valued so much in my early Ron Paul days. And that was right. everything we loved about Ron Paul. Consistency, consistent, consistent, right? But Ralph Waldo Emerson, you can be consistently wrong. Yeah. Right. So, so Ralph Waldo Emerson says... A foolish, sorry about the dogs there. No, that's okay. We got French bulldogs here. A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of simple minds, right? It is the tool of philosophers and little statesmen and divines. So, in it, he's kind of arguing that these people are, that that people who value consistency cannot be great because. All of the you know, speak what you believe in hard words today, though it may contradict everything that you uh, said yesterday. Uh, and then because that's what you believe today. And then they'll say, oh, well, you are sure to be misunderstood. Well, is that so wrong to be misunderstood? Jesus was misunderstood. Socrates is misunderstood. Right. Uh, every you know, Plato was misunderstood. Uh, every great and pure and true soul has been misunderstood. And, and so, like, I become more comfortable with incongruities and with absurdities and you know being called not a real libertarian you know 10 times a day like i've only got called it once today right uh like i should be excommunicated someone tweeted at me today um and so i feel more comfortable with that because when i go back to the classics i i find these uh, that i find answers and i find even sometimes more incongruities but I, 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 at least I, I feel more peaceful or I understand, I feel like I understand things a little bit better than I did before when I go back to the classics and when I accept the inconsistencies of a, of an inconsistent world. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing about like the whole libertarian ideology is that I think we aspire for everything to be perfect and we just do not live in a perfect world, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's true. And I mean, that, and that's, you know, that, that speaks to current affairs more than anything. I think if you look at Israel versus Palestine, it's, it, it's a scenario where there, there doesn't seem to be a really good answer to the, the solution. There seems to be better answers. There's, it's the land of no good options in many ways. Um, and, you know, I've been reading a lot of, I talked about this on my show this morning, I've been reading a lot of Friedrich Nietzsche, this concept of beyond good and evil. So when you kind of like get put, get above the squabbling and you and you put the, uh, oh, well, I'm a Jew, so I support them, or I'm a Muslim, I support them, I'm a leftist socialist, so I support freeing Palestine, or I'm a conservative right-wing fundee, so I support Israel, what have you. Or these, this side murdered this many babies. Well, this side murdered many more babies. Well, if you can get beyond this idea of good and evil for just a moment, right? And I know that this turns all of our fundamental morality on its head, but when you get beyond good and evil, you see two groups of people in a civilizational struggle for survival. They are fighting uh, against one another as an existential crisis, right? And without, if I don't place my own values, uh, which are what Nietzsche would call the slave morality. Mm-hmm. If I don't place my own values, my own good and evil morality, which is what Nietzsche, he called good and evil, this idea of this was the morality of the slave, of Christianity, and, and what we exist under today, that these are the good guys, those are the bad guys. When you look at it from the concept of the master morality, the, the morality of the warrior, um, 
you can understand why people act the way that they act. They're, they're acting in their own rational self-interest, right? They're doing, they're, they're acting in a way that is to function uh, uh, the most appropriately for their, for themselves individually and for their culture and their tribe or their nation state or their terrorist group or what have you. And, and so the world makes a little bit more sense and, and it becomes harder to sort of issue judgments for even the most despicable of acts being uh, uh, initiated by either side. And, and one has to just wonder, like, what would you do if you were in, in that scenario, if you were on either side of the conflict? You might be acting the exact same way that either of them were acting. Are we truly better people, right? Or are we simply, you know, are we as Americans removed from the savagery of the, of the geopolitical region um, uh, simply, you know, acting in, in our, in a way so as to cast our own moral aspersions on people who are in a struggle for survival. If, if I, I used this uh, analogy with uh, Spike Cohen this morning and then I, 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 I got to run. Yeah. But if we were and Spike disagree and I disagreed on this, if we were as a human race, the entire planet, this would be the only thing that would bring us all together. If there was an alien invasion, okay, mm -hmm. right. if, there, if there was an alien planet that was sending, you know, it's it's a it's a ugly planet. It's a bug planet, right? Starship troopers. Okay, so the the bugs have sent the, an asteroid full of bugs to Earth, and they've just from Clendathu, and they've destroyed Buenos Aires. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is war, right? It's war. We're going to war. Would we use all means and any tools necessary to eliminate the bug threat? Right? Would we would we do absolutely anything, commit any act of savagery for our own individual defense? You know, beyond the concept of good or evil, would we use nukes and destroy entirely the bug planet? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we would. Now, Spike says no. He says you can blow up the bug ships and the bug asteroids, but you can't kill all the innocent bug civilians, right? Now, the bug civilians aren't my target, but they shouldn't have been standing there, right? And I can't help the fact that the bugs, that the, you know, the, the brain bugs are standing amongst the civilian bugs, the regular cockroaches. Right. And it's not to compare Hamas or anything like that to cockroaches. But the point is, is that, you know, beyond the concept of good and evil, when you look at many of the problems that we face today, you will simply see people acting in their own best interest, their own self-defense, acting as if they were animals. And perhaps really we are just animals. Yeah. And like you said, I think a lot of people kind of bake their own morality and presuppositions into it when sometimes the simplest explanation is the most likely and logical. Um, mm -hmm. So I know you're on a little bit of a time uh, squeeze, Austin. I really appreciate your time. I'll go ahead and give your plugs and we'll get on out of here. Yeah. Check me out. The Wake Up America show at rumble.com slash AP for Liberty. That's AP the number four. Rumble.com slash AP for Liberty. We're every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time on the show. So we look forward to seeing you then. All right, awesome, Austin. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again sometime. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.